Hey, what's going on? Jordan Taylor here from Starta.ca and welcome to another episode of Starta. Stop talking and really take action. I feel like I haven't done an audio version only of the podcast in, oh geez, a, a long time. And I thought it'd be cool for me to start doing audio only versions of the show just to be able to produce content at a faster level. Let me do a little bit of background explaining for those of you who may not already know. So this show, Starta, it's an acronym based on the name of my company, Starta, uh, which stands for Stop Talking and Really Take Action, as I mentioned before. Now, I myself have fallen into this trap a little bit where I have been talking about a lot of the things that I want to do. I've been doing a lot of planning and strategizing. Let me know if you fall into this trap as well. It, it's tricky because you need to, or at least I believe, that you need to plan and strategize and go through the phase of ideation in order to successfully execute. Now, there's also the theory of done is better than perfect, that you will you can do as much strategizing as you want, but only by executing will you make any, you know, progressive steps towards any kind of semblance of perfection. And that does make sense. And I do agree with that. Yet, for whatever reason, I find myself consistently getting stuck in the ideation phase, in the planning stage, in the strategizing phase. And I'm not entirely sure why. I think I really like the idea of, you know, thinking about how am I going to do this? How am I going to avoid as many mistakes as possible? Right? And for me, that's why I like to plan as far out in advance as I can. And I find it to be quite difficult to... You know, or maybe rather than difficult, perhaps it, it, it can be a little overwhelming in that you're trying to predict every potential mishap. Then you may end up planning for a mishap that may not actually happen. And you're probably still going to miss um, mishaps anyway. <laughs> so anyway, this is my effort to doing rather than planning. So I've literally started recording this podcast episode that you're listening to right now with no plan, with no strategy, other than the time that it's taken me to turn on my microphone. <laughs> so what I'm thinking I might want to cover in today's episode is fears surrounding transitioning out of working a full-time quote-unquote stable, which stable is to be used loosely during these unpredictable times that we're in at the moment, um, at least as of the recording of this episode. Here's hoping that if you're listening to this and we are no longer in unpredictable times, that is amazing. But as of right now, times are very unpredictable, but yet those of us who are fortunate to still have quote-unquote stable full-time, you know, corporate nine-to-five, whatever uh, type jobs, this may impact us a little bit more. So 
just to give you a little bit of background, maybe you're in this situation, maybe you're not. I am currently probably weeks away from officially making the transition from corporate nine to five worker to full-time entrepreneur. And these are some of the fears or hesitations or concerns that I have right now. I'm going to, I think maybe what I'll do is I'll record this episode uh, now and then maybe I'll do a follow-up episode after I've been in the entrepreneurial phase for some time, whether it'll be six months after, a year after, two years after, who knows, but probably within the first few months of doing it. I think, I think that'll give me a nice handle on where everything is at, but I wanted to kind of call out my fears, concerns, hesitations, and hopefully you can relate to them as well, because I'm sure I can't be alone in this. So just to go through some of the things that are in my mind right now as I make this transition, uh, the first thing being the most obvious is income or money, right? Now, it's it's tricky, and I'm not sure if you go through this as well, but I find myself having genuine worries or concerns with things and then at the same time having some kind of answer to them. Um, so my worry or concern with money is it's pretty straightforward. You know, I'm going from an environment where I know the exact amount that I will have deposited into my bank account every two weeks. I know the exact amount that it's going to be. I know exactly where to allocate um, those funds in order to make sure that my bills are paid, in order to make sure that I'm still able to save, in order to make sure that I have opportunities to invest some of that money. I have some sense of reliance on those on those stable deposits or those stable checks and i know that my entrepreneurial efforts are going well and that you know um collectively i should have more than enough to cover my basic human needs and then some however because those amounts, those entrepreneurial amounts are not regulated, at least not now. It's it's not a predictable number. It's a, well, I know that I'll probably come up with X amount of dollars throughout the month, but it's not, I know I'm getting exactly X amount of dollars every week or every two weeks. Because the structure is different, it's 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 less predictable. Therefore, a little bit more concerning, I guess. So there's that. Now, the counter side to that is I know I've taken some time, and I recommend you try this as well if you are in a position to do so. I've wanted to make this transition for a long, long, long time, and in, in that amount of time, uh, when, when, when I first really became aware of like, okay, I, I really want to make this transition out, um, and move into, 
you know, working for myself and creating my own income streams. In that time, I took time to save up enough money so that I have a bit of an emergency fund or a parachute or whatever you want to call it that if for whatever reason I did not make a dime in entrepreneurial income for three months, I would still be able to fund my lifestyle without any drastic change. So the good thing is, is that I have, I have been able to do that and it it wasn't necessarily a quick thing. Um, but it, I, I have done that and I recommend that if you are in a position to do that, I would do that as well. So then either way, you know, you're, you're not totally operating from a place of desperation that you have something to fall back on. Should you need to do that full transparency? What I did in order to do that is I took whatever little extra money that I had, cause I did have a little bit of extra money at the end of the month is I put that into a savings account, a, a TFSA here, um, in Canada. I'm not sure if people in the States have TFSAs as well, but I put it into account that allows me to save that money tax-free on, on any, uh, gains that are made in, in that account. So I put my money into there and a lot of it just sat there but some of it was investing in things. So I had bought a share of Tesla when it was at close to its lowest in 2020. So that worked out pretty well. Um, and then I invested in some other things of a few of the lower cost stocks, but mostly more of the blue chip ones. So anyway, I don't want to get too much into stocks cause I'm still relatively new into it. I've only been doing it for a, a coming up on a year. So I'm no expert, but that money was working for me. I did lose some money in there, uh, but nothing that I wasn't willing to lose. But I also gained some money without me having to actively do anything. So investing in combination with basically taking almost all of my entrepreneurial income and putting that aside, you know, less whatever I had to have put in place to run the business, which because my business is online, it's, it's, it's fairly minimal for the most part. It does add up, but it's, it's, it's usually fairly minimal as compared to say a brick and mortar business. So going back to the savings. Yeah. I, I, I took, I took all of my entrepreneurial efforts and put that into that savings. So now it's, it's, it's more than three months worth of expenses for me. So I know I have something to fall back on. So, so that's my counter to my first concern. I think my second concern, and this is definitely an issue that affects me personally. I don't know if this would impact you or not. It's that knowing that when I don't have that job that I have to log into or I have to physically go to or I have to clock in for that I'm I'm afraid that I might get too comfortable with setting my own schedule because I will be in full and complete control of my schedule there is no one else to hold me accountable other than me and it's one of those things where I do trust myself. However, I can't help but feel that there may be a day where I might not want to wake up until 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning, you know? And 
there might be a day where I don't feel like responding to emails or there might be a day where I don't feel like sitting down and editing a video for three hours. But I know that I need to do that in order to get paid. So it, it's it, my concern, or, or I guess th- this to sum up my second concern is I feel like I may drop the ball with being at the head of the ship, so to speak. And I guess for now, you know, I can't speak to what I'll do in the future, but I guess my only counter to that for now, and I guess maybe future me will be able to address this better. Um, my counter to that for now is... I've been able to do quite a bit with this business without having the time to really dedicate to it. So given more time, I would hope that I would be able to only magnify what I've already done. And what I've already built is is pretty good. It's It's built me up to the point where I can transition out of working for somebody else to working for myself. So I, I would hope that I would have the the, the good sense and the self-control and the discipline versus the motivation, which we could talk about that in a episode on its own, to have the discipline to be able to do what is necessary to, to do what needs to be done, right? So whether that means I need to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, one morning to do whatever it is, uh, hope that I'll be able to do that and know that because I am in control, I can counteract that with whatever I want. So if I have to, you know, do an entire day's worth of emails that maybe I can take the next day off. Or if I know that, oh man, I'm going to have back to back conference calls with whoever, uh, I'm not sure what exactly I, that would be, but if I know I have to, you know, basically spend a week doing a bunch of, you know, busy work that, Maybe I counteract that with or by taking my work remotely and I work from somewhere else. You know, traveling is a little bit tricky at the moment, but, you know, maybe I can do that work spending time with uh, my family or spending some time with some friends. Or if I am able to travel, then maybe I can travel somewhere and and do the work uh, elsewhere. So that way, as soon as I'm done with my work for the day, I can I can enjoy uh uh, a, a more interesting life than my regular day to day. So that's my counter for that for now. My next concern, uh, I think it, it, it really kind of centers around the whole fear of success thing, which I don't know if people talk about as much. You know, um, as I grow in scale, I, I have started to have conversations with hiring people. Right now, I have one person helping me with video edits, which has been great. So I don't have to do all of my video edits myself. For those of you who don't know, I, I do a lot of content editing, uh, mostly audio and video. Uh, a little bit of graphic design here and there, but mostly audio and video. So... Anyway, to come back, so I have one person who helps me out with video edits, but it's on a very, like, one-off basis kind of thing. As they come in, uh, any client that I am not going to edit myself, I will task uh, my editor to help me out with that. 
And so far, it's been easy sailing because, again, it's been one off. But I want to get to a point where I can have that editor and maybe some other people as well dedicated to particular tasks and put them on some kind of consistent, you know, payroll system of some sort. And that comes with a lot of accountability. And I don't know if you feel this way as well, but accountability can be quite scary to be accountable for somebody else's income can be quite daunting, especially too if you are new to being responsible or accountable for a team of people, even if it's one other person, that could be, that could be a daunting task. And again, I'll let future me address that. Um, once I've been able to actually put that into action and maybe I don't need to do that. Maybe I can do more of it myself, or maybe I keep things on an outsourced basis as opposed to hiring uh, actual employees per se. Uh, but I guess for now I'll say my counter will be that the trade-off of having people help me with tasks, whether they are employees or contractors, whatever it is, the trade-off will probably be worth it by having other people help me out with tasks. I will be able to scale at a higher rate and to a higher place. For one, two, when I think about the the very kind of scary nature of being responsible and accountable for other people's income is like the thing I want to remember, sorry, is anybody that I hire as a contractor or an employee will be an adult. Therefore, they are truly responsible for securing their income as a whole because, and we've discussed this on this show before, that you don't want to only have one source of income. So, and I need to remember that, yes, I am a source of income, but if anybody who I hire makes me their only source of income, then... They, they, they have some some responsibility there as well, right? Because I would always encourage people to have as many sources of income as they are comfortable managing, not just working with me. So there's that side of it as well, knowing that everybody's an adult. They are ultimately responsible. If they feel that things are a little un- too unpredictable for them, then they have the ability to walk away at any time, which I would totally understand. They also have the ability to go out and secure other sources of income. They're an adult. They are ultimately responsible. I am only responsible for doing what I said I would do. So just have to remember not to, uh, you know, overcommit myself, financially speaking. Um, going back to the fear of success, um, I think for me, I do have a little bit of a concern where... I have the need to kind of have everything figured out or to have all the answers. And now I know that I won't have everything figured out, at least not all at once or really ever, actually. But I won't have all the answers. It's funny. I'm jumping right into my counterpoint. But as soon as I say it, I realize, you know, it's it's 
it's it's kind of ridiculous for me to think that I'm going to have all the answers. I'm going to have um, a solution to every problem right away. You know, I, I but that being said, like if this, this is the thing that pops into my head. Like if if this thing goes extraordinarily well, I mean, we all know what happens if it goes really, really poor. That's just not ideal. And then you end up having to, you know, either go back to a job or, you know, have to find other ways to, you know, secure that income. We, we all know that path. But the fear of success, I, I think it's something that's not talked about as much. But for me, I think about what if I, if, if this thing goes extremely well, what does that mean? You know, and I, w- I was just actually speaking with one of my clients who is now a good friend of mine. I was just speaking to her about, you know, what if when we we scale and we achieve the, the next level of success everybody is looking at us as successful which means that we need to know what we're doing we can't be guessing or figuring it out and and like that might be how our brain is thinking but i think and again to go to my counterpoint and i'm hoping future me will have an even better so um you know uh perspective on this but off the top of my head, I think of no matter what stage you're at, you're going to have things that you don't have the answer to right away. You're going to have issues in whatever it is that you're doing. You're going to have missteps. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make errors. Hopefully, they are all reversible errors, but there will be errors that you make regardless of how much you have scaled or how much quote unquote success you have had. That will be a constant. Learning is or should be a constant and ever present phase in life, especially in business, because you need to innovate because industries grow, they evolve, they change, they fluctuate. So that's what I would say to that as my counterpoint to Yes, it's it's totally understandable to have a little bit of fear of success because, oh, that means I'm really going to have to be accountable. That means I'm going to have to learn a lot and potentially, you know, ha- make big mistakes, um, you know, so there's a lot there. And I guess my final point with the fear of success is just... Um, feeling like I may not have somebody to lean on. Now, if you're listening to this, I would really encourage you to reach out to me and let me know whether I'm not sure if I'm going to put this up on YouTube because it'll be audio only. But if I do leave a comment or leave a review to this, if you're listening to this on like Apple podcasts or something um, or literally like reach out to me on Instagram at start of Canada. I, I genuinely feel like I do have friends who do the entrepreneurship thing, but as I grow, we are all going to be growing at different rates. And I wonder when, if, and when I scale 
and I'm speaking about this generally because this could happen to anybody. But as I grow in scale, who can I lean on to help me? Right? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. In the area of audio editing, because like I said, I do some audio editing. I, I don't have anybody in my immediate circle I'm, I'm just going to put it bluntly. I'm, I have the most amount of knowledge that I know in my immediate circle with regards to audio editing. I have no one that I can look to for advice about audio editing specifically. Video editing, I have people who know either the same or more than I do, right? Uh, even in the area of you know Facebook ads and marketing and, and those things, I, I have people who know a little bit more about those things that I do, which is good because then I can, I can look to those people for advice. I can lean on those people for help. Um, but audio editing, for example, I don't know anybody at least off the top of my head that I would be able to lean on to and say like, Hey, what do you think about this issue? I, I have been studying audio editing for a long time and I can't figure it out. I don't know if I have somebody that I could lean on for that. And to scale that up, you know, as you scale and grow and all those things, you at least for me, I start to wonder, who am I going to lean on for when I need help with that? Right. Who am I going to lean on when I'm stressed about a particular issue that someone who's closer to the start of their entrepreneurial journey or in a different industry or a different niche or whatever? You know, who am I going to lean on? Who am I going to look to to help? Again, I, I really hope Future Me has has a, a a really good way of addressing this concern. For right now, I'll say the internet is a very powerful thing. There are YouTube videos. There are email lists. There are online communities that you can join exactly for this, for this reason. Uh, now with Clubhouse and its ever-growing popularity, I don't know where Clubhouse will be by the time you are listening to this. But as of right now, Clubhouse is a great place to connect with people who have had tremendous success and ask them questions. Um, even if they have a, a huge following and your following is next to non-existent. So I, I do know that there are places for those, but it's something about having that immediate access to not necessarily a mentor, but just someone to be able to ask a question to or someone to be able to lean on or to be able to leverage for helping you solve problems. I guess the other thing I will say is that, you know, I may have to make a conscious effort to network with other successful online entrepreneurs or, or entrepreneurs in general or, or anybody who would have the answers to the questions that I may have. So I think I'll just have to really make sure that I keep that in mind that as much as I want to be able to build and grow by myself, because I do think it's important to be able to um, work well on your own because entrepreneurship can be somewhat of a lonely experience um, or a very like kind of like individual experience. But I, I do think it's important to surround yourself with people who bring value um, 
and not to say that you want to use people or you're only friends with people for what they can do for you, but I just mean surrounding yourself with people who add value to your life and you want to be able to add value to theirs too, right? Um, I've said this before to some of my friends. I don't want to be the smartest in the room. My ego might want me to be the smartest person in the room, but when I think pragmatically, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room because then when I'm in that room, I can't learn anything. And I don't like not being in a position where I can learn anything because then that's when I get, you know, I get a little, you know, egotistical. I get a little arrogant. It's just not good. I like being in the room where, yes, I know a lot and I'm confident in what I do know, but there's an opportunity for me to learn here. And one could argue that there's always an opportunity to learn. But when you know that there are people in the room who are very good or better than you at a particular thing or in a particular area, I I always look at that as uh, a clear opportunity for learning and growth. So there you go. Anywho, those are my current uh, hesitations or questions or concerns that I have with making the transition from working for somebody else, having a full-time, quote-unquote, stable, nine-to-five job, um, transitioning out of that to go to entrepreneurship full-time. I'm literally in the midst of doing this right now. Uh, I probably will put this episode out within the coming weeks or who knows maybe I'll put it out uh, this coming weekend who knows but I am in the midst of this process right now so you're going through it with me at the time that I'm going through it and I will do a follow-up episode to this one a little bit further on in my journey but I thought I would share that with you because I thought hey you might get a kick out of it and b maybe you're going through something very similar and maybe you have Maybe you have answers to my concerns better than the ones that I've been able to muster up in the <laughs> in the heat of the moment here. Or maybe you have an additional concern that either maybe I can address for you or somebody else in a comment section or whatever. I I encourage you to leave a comment to, you know, send a message to whatever it is. Put your concerns out there. Somebody else somewhere either has that same concern or has a way to address it and that might kind of you know stop it in its tracks so thank you so much for listening i i really want to hear your thoughts about it please let me know what you think and i will see you on the next episode of startup <laughs>